Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> I'm just going to grab my coffee. Just wait for a couple of people to hop on so I know that I'm talking to myself. Oh, my ring light's broken. If you could see my setup right now, you would be appalled. So, good morning, O-T-G-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-E-M-
I couldn't afford the apartment, but I had to move out. I was in debt. I had no money to buy any furniture. And it was actually, and people might not know this, the 1st of June 2015 was the day I moved into my apartment, my new apartment. And also the 1st of June 2015 was the day that I officially signed up to New Skin. And I actually remember being in my apartment, having all my boxes around me, feeling really overwhelmed, and then having my New Skin deliveries come at the same time, thinking, what on earth am I doing? Like, what have I got myself in for? This was before I went to my first meeting and I saw the bigger picture, which is why meetings are so important. I sat in the audience, the roof was leaking, we were in such a rubbish venue, and I watched Tom Banghart do the compensation plan. And when he sm smoked, when he spoke, sorry, about the smaller um, incomes that you could earn, not those bigger, huge ones, the smaller £350 a month, £550 a month, £1,000 a month at the kind of executive lapis gold, um, you know, brand representative, brand partner levels, I was blown away. And the reason why is because I genuinely believed that I could achieve that small amount of income. And for me, that was satisfactory because I was in such a bad place with money. I was earning £20,000 a year. I wasn't earning much commission. So after tax, I was probably coming out with £1,300, £1,400 a month. I'd just moved into my apartment and that money wasn't going very far at all. I obviously had bills, had a car, I had other credit card debt I needed to pay off, etc. So my best friend introduced me and even though when she spoke to me about it, you would think I was in a prime position to look at something else. Unhappy, overworked, underpaid, undervalued. I actually told her I wasn't interested. And the reason why I told her I wasn't interested was because I was skeptical like a lot of people are and I'm really understanding when people tell me that they're skeptical and the reason why is because this is not a normal thing to do and this is what we have to understand network marketing multi-level marketing direct sales however you want to spin it is not a normal thing for people to do unfortunately people go to school and they're trained that they need to qualify in a particular field whether it is you know hairdresser whether you're going to study science whether you're going to study you know history whatever it is it might be and then you get a job in that field we know the reality is is that's not always the case people go to university they spend a lot of money on university fees and then they can come out of it even not getting a job in their field or getting a job in a totally different field that they didn't need those qualifications for that's why I made the choice to not go to university because I didn't feel I had a passion for anything that warranted the money that I would have had to have spent to get that qualification so straight from um, college, I went into work. I was working full-time in House of Fraser. Thought I was gonna be the um, House of Fraser store manager. Was very motivated to get there. Quickly realized that retail is, again, underpaid, overworked, undervalued. Working long hours, not earning any commission, just earning a crap hourly rate and having a whole load of responsibility on my shoulders. So I moved from House of Fraser to a call center whilst working a bar job and another call center job on the side. Again, thought the call centre was going to be my calling, thought I would make it to the top, I'd become the CEO of the company. Reality struck, I realised that it doesn't work like that. Very male-orientated um, place, especially on the management side of things. There was not one female that was a director or at any kind of high management. Me at 23 years old, a striving young female, I was not looked upon as very serious when it came to a manager. Therefore, I was in a rut. And I was actually seeking another career. A lot of people might not know this, but I was actually in moments of away from going to be an estate agent I've been offered a job at Connell's a very good position with a great salary however I would have been working from 8am to 8pm I wasn't allowed to have my phone on me at all and um, it would have been a very high pressurized sales job selling houses then Holly spoke to me about this business I said no 
And then Holly said to me, and it cut through me like a hot knife going through butter. I never forget it. She said to me, that's absolutely fine, Perry. But bottom line is, is if you don't do it, I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to have success with it. And boy, did she mean it. And boy, I believed her because straight away she hit the ground running. And I knew that she was going to do this. I knew she was going to have success with it. And I knew that I had two choices. I could either watch or get involved. And for me, there was no option. I could not just watch Holly do this and have success because I had to have a slice of that. I'm a very competitive person. And also if someone's doing something that I can potentially do as well, I'm gonna wanna do it. So that's when I decided to get involved. And that was four years ago. And this business has gone on to totally transform my life. Uh, within six months of saying yes, I was able to resign from the call center, which for me still today, of all the pin titles, all the trips, everything like that, that is my proudest achievement because at 24 years old, I walked away from full-time employment. As a millennial, as a female that was motivated and hungry and was told that they really didn't have a place in the management uh, side of things at the corporate company I worked for, I walked away and I know people thought I was crazy. I know people thought why is she throwing this stable job away actually the company that I used to work for dissolved it is no longer the same company it's now a different company the management position that I was in was also uh, made redundant so I definitely made the right choice left my job in six months hit the top of the compensation in 11 months hit team elite another 11 months after that I've been to some amazing places with this company places that I would have never have been to if it wasn't for joining this opportunity financially it's changed my life it's given me my time back and ultimately the most important thing is the person I've become and the people that I'm helping. So I'm really excited. First of all, I'm really excited because we have Tarragona in one week. In one week, we are gonna be in Tarragona listening to the most incredible, incredible speakers about their journeys in the business and how they made it to the top. And we are so fortunate to have the opportunity to do that. And if you're watching this and you've still not purchased your ticket and you're adamant you're not going, I ask you to reassess that decision. The reason why is because this is an enhancement to your training. You're gonna learn, they say eight months worth, sorry, my annoying ring light. They say you're gonna uh, learn eight months worth of information in just two and a half days. Can you put a price on that? Can you actually afford not to be there? I know for myself, I can't afford to not be in Tarragona because what I'm gonna hear, who I'm gonna hear from, what I'm gonna see, and if you've heard really in depth about my story, how it's been very up and down, I'm very honest with that. 2016 was up, up, up. 2017 was kind of the same. Then 2018, I had a big dip. I was very, not depressed, but I was very lonely. I was going through a lot of hard times um, in my relationship personally I was living in another country I wasn't seeing my family I'd made that sacrifice and my business had taken a big tumble and it was Marbella 2018 where I came away and I made some big changes in my life and that is when I started to see a difference and now a year on I my whole business has changed I now have a big business in another country that I never thought was going to happen well, I did think it was going to happen but um you know you know what i mean um and as well i i have uh, three people at the top of the compensation plan that are going to be at that event. Um, two of them are going to be on stage. One of them is actually going to be having her own topic. And I just cannot believe that where I was this time last year at Marbella to where I am now. And when they say to you things can change overnight in this business, 
that is 100% true. Like literally, I woke up and one day this girl just decided to give it some and that's when things really began to change for me. So actually, where things really changed was that I brought someone into the business, I know she's watching this call now, and she gave everybody so much energy and she gave me a new lease of life I'm trying not to get emotional. She gave me a new lease of life and she, and she showed me that there are amazing people out there that are looking for an opportunity like this. And she showed me, she gave me belief back in myself and she also gave other people in my team a massive kick up the bum because she's a mum of, well, she was a mum of one at the time and she was expecting another baby. And she literally motivated everybody and that's where it came from so it just goes to show that event can really change so much and I know how I got that girl into my business was that I wrote from the Marbella event I wrote down my perfect business partner because this was one of the topics that was spoken about we were all told to write down the ideal person that we want in our business and I read out that statement morning and night and literally two months later that girl fell into my lap and I'm so so grateful I'm so grateful for Marbella I'm so grateful for for Sasha Mitchell Johnston, who's a diamond in the UK. She was the one that talked about that. And I'm so grateful for the girl that came into my business. She knows who she is. I'm just so grateful for you. You just don't believe it. So I'm going to be talking about, enough crying, I'm going to be talking about the two most important numbers in your business. What are they? So what I will say is that the first most important number in your business is how many people you have booked onto the next event. Okay. So if you have no team going to Tarragona, that's a little bit of a sign that perhaps you've got a team that's not very committed. And if you've got lots of people going to Tarragona, then you know that you have got um, a big growth spurt coming because the more people you get to an event, they're going to get plugged in by this amazing positivity. They're going to hear from all these amazing speakers and they're going to take that forward to their people back home, etc. So that is the most important number. But let's just talk about, I believe, the two second most important numbers, for argument's sake, in your business, which is R&R. What is R&R? So when I started the business, R&R meant nothing to me, okay? When I started the business, I didn't even know how to find out what my R&R was. I didn't even know what it meant. I didn't even know why it was important. I didn't even know how to find it. And then I quickly realized when my business declined, just how important R&R is. And people that work with me on a daily basis in my organization, um, even sidelines will know how brute, not brutal, but how regimented I am with my R&R. &R. I actually keep my team updated on our team's R&R &R on a daily basis. And the reason why is because if your R&R &R is wrong, it will impact your business very quickly. And I don't know if you've ever heard this saying that um, what you do now in your business shows in three months. This is the truest statement in network marketing I cannot describe to you. So if you are having a great time at the moment, your volumes are on point, your commission's great, your GSV's growing, the worst thing you can ever do at that time is take your foot off the gas. And the reason why is because what you do now reflects in three months time. So if you're having really good volumes now, great commissions, great GSV, and you're really, really, you know, smashing it, but you decide to take your foot off the gas, you're going to stop recruiting for a little while, you're going to stop looking at how many people are joining your business, how many people are going to leave, you're going to stop mentoring, you're going to stop getting people side, and you're basically going to take a three month holiday because it's hot outside and it's the summer holidays and all of that malarkey. I can almost guarantee actually not almost I can guarantee regardless 
of what you're doing right now, in three months time, your lack of work will reflect. And it comes like a ton of bricks when you least expect it. Trust me, I've been there. You are on cloud nine, you've upgraded your lifestyle, you are loving it, you're telling everybody, you know, I'm literally earning X amount from this, I'm smashing it, you know, nothing's gonna bring me down, I'm doing 20, 30 bucks a month, absolutely fantastic. I'm not interested in what you're doing on the board. I'm not interested in your B&G. I'm not interested in that. And that's why I always say to my team, back me up, get your head out your app. Too many people are too busy looking at the result as opposed to the process. So uh, such an important statement that I live by is divorce the result and marry the process. Stop worrying about when it's gonna happen, when you're gonna see it happen, if it's already happening, stop looking at it, stop looking at people's points, stop looking at your own points, stop being a back office stalker and start doing the daily process that needs to be done to get the results that you want. Don't even think about the results because this business is very statistical and also the um, outcome is almost guaranteed. If you are willing to put in the work over X amount of time, you will have the success. You will have it if you're prepared to do it day in, day out. But if you're gonna quit every other day, if you're gonna fall off the bandwagon, if you're gonna give yourself every excuse under the sun, if you're going to decide that today is the day that you're not gonna do anything, I promise you it will reflect in your business so bad in months to come, it will hit you like a ton of bricks. And boy, did it hit me like a ton of bricks, okay? I don't believe for one second I ever stopped working um, the business. I've worked the business every single day. Like, I promise you, I am like a regimented army camp member. And the reason why, because I am so hungry for what I want. I know exactly what I want. I know when I want it, but I can't focus on when I want it, remember? Don't focus on when I want it, but I know when I want it. I know who I want the success in my team to be. I know how much certain people in my team I want them to be earning. But I know the exact number to the penny of what I want, okay? And I know what I need to do volume-wise. I know what I need to do GSV-wise. I know everything. So that's why I have to be regimented. Not everybody wants that, and that's absolutely fine, but that's what I want. But where you can go so terribly wrong is where you just focus on the result. When am I gonna get to Blue Diamond? You know, when am I gonna get that great person in my business? I've been working so hard, why is it not happening? What you focus on is what expands. So if you just focus on when you're gonna get the result, that's what's gonna expand and you're not gonna see it. Whereas if you just focus on your daily habits, day in, day out, how many people do I need to speak to? How many people do I need to follow up with? How many links do I need to get sent out? How many three-way chats do I need to have with my upline? How many product showcases do I need to do? How many live videos do I need to do? How much personal development am I gonna watch? Etc. 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 If you just focus on those daily habits every day, I promise you the result it will come and when it comes it will hit you in the face like a wet fish honestly that's exactly what happened to me and it's a nice wet fish by the way it hits you so hard you're like oh my god where has that come from and it can literally happen overnight i always say the best thing about this business is how fast things can change and the worst thing about this business is how fast things can change because i've been at both ends of the spectrum it's happened really fast for me in a great way and it's happened really fast for me in a bad way but the people that will come out of this the winners the people i did just slap the people that will come out of this the winners the people that will come out of this with what they want are the people that stay consistent, that marry the process, 
and that they divorce the results. They stop worrying about when and just focus on the how. So R&R stands for recruiting and retention, okay? So recruiting and retention are the two most important numbers in your business. If you are an emerald or above, you're a paid emerald or above, you are really lucky because it actually gives you a... Um, a percentage of this. So you've got three numbers that you want to be looking at. Number one is the recruiting rate. The recruiting rate is the percentage of people that are being brought in to your organisation, as in everybody, executive breakaway and everybody, that are active. So if you are bringing in one to 2,000 new brand affiliates a month, okay, but you have got a recruiting rate of 2%, that will mean that you are bringing in so many new people as a team, which is fantastic, but there's definitely a blip in your getting started process because they're not active. So they're not getting started or they're not buying products, okay? So recruiting rate, new brand affiliates. So how many new brand affiliates are you bringing in on a monthly basis? And if you're an Emerald or above, you want to be looking at how many executives you've got and kind of dividing that number by of the amount of executives. Now, I don't know how you guys work your teams because everybody's different, but I am not a believer of mass recruiting. Like, I don't recruit anybody that has a pulse and I really duplicate that down into my team as well because I like them to recruit the right people and if that means they only recruit four people a month, then so be it. But what I will do is take the number of new brand affiliates to so say it's 2,000 for the month of May Okay, I will divide that by the amount of executives that I've got to see where are we at in regards to executives versus recruits. How many on average are my execs bringing in on a monthly basis? That will give you a really good inkling to their recruiting rate and also how fast they're going with recruiting. And you can actually on the app, it's not always correct. So I would just confirm it because we've definitely come over some discrepancies. But on the app, if you open up somebody's name, so say I'm your executive, tap on my name, and then you can see at the bottom it says history blah 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 if you just swipe across you can see group summary okay go to group summary and that will give you a huge summary of your executive's business and it's amazing i actually only found it the other day and my team wish i didn't find it because now i'm like army perry cadet perry is on it more than ever now you can see the total number of distributors in their circle group how many of those distributors are active you can see how many new brand affiliates were bought in on the month of may so far how many of those new brand affiliates are active how many otherwise they have how many qualifiers they have how many passed and failed their LOI. It's amazing. It's like a summary of their business. And I heard this from an amazing leader. If you were in a room with Alan Sugar and you were pitching your new skin business, you should be able to tell him all the numbers. We are in business at the end of the day. And if you don't know your own numbers, if you don't know how many people you need to reach out to on a daily basis to get a response, if you don't know how many people you need to sign up to get a good active person, then you've got a problem because you don't know the numbers in your own business. So bottom line is get to know your numbers. So recruiting rate, and retention rate are your two R&Rs, recruiting, retention, recruiting, retention. This is why this is so important. And I hope all you emeralds and above go onto your dashboard after this and you have a look at those two percentages. It might shock you, it might surprise you, but if you feel like, I'm just being totally real, if you feel like you're having a couple of bad months, your business is on the decline a little bit, okay, I can guarantee those numbers tell the whole goddamn story. Because when your volume drops, those numbers drop. 
I'm, I can promise you now, you're not bringing in as many people to the business as you were before, and you're not retaining as many people. So your retention rate is the percentage of people that are staying month over month. Example, if I sign up in May and I do nothing in June, that will affect your retention rate. So you want your recruiting rate to be high and you want your retention rate to be low. So you want your recruiting rate to be high and your retention rate to be low. So an ideal percentage would be 10%, uh, sorry, 20% recruiting rate plus. If you have a 20 plus recruiting percent rate, then you have a growing organization, okay? But you need your retention rate to be say under 10 to 5%, okay? It's not always gonna be that perfect, but that's a great example. Here's another example. If your recruiting rate is 30%, which is incredible, okay? but your retention rate is 50%, that means you're losing more people than you're bringing in. It means that you're bringing in loads of people, you're signing loads of people up, and then maybe buying product for the first time, but then they're not sticking month over month. Why are they not sticking? Because they're probably not earning any money. Why are they not earning any money? Perhaps they're not getting the right support. Perhaps they're not um, being shown the bigger picture. Perhaps they're not being helped how to make a customer base. All of these things come into play. If you are emerald and below, you can't see this but it's very easy to work out your own personal rates in your organization. So you're gonna start off with your own circle group, okay? So in your own circle group, you can actually look at the, first of all, you need to track how many people you sign up on a monthly basis yourself. And you can find that on your back office by your own group summary. But obviously you need to look in your own circle group and see who's recruiting in your circle group. If it's just you, then it's really easy to work out. But the app does take a couple of days to upload. But when it updates, you can see who's entering your circle group from all levels. You can take that number and divide it by the amount of people that are active to work out your overall recruiting rate. Again, in your circle group, if you are bringing in 100 people a month between you and your actives, but only five of them are actually doing anything, that needs to be alarm bells ringing to you that you guys are great at getting people over the line, but you're not great at getting people to actually become active or stay active. So it's so important that regardless at what level you are at, you know what your R&R is, your recruiting rate and your retention rate. So I have a chat with all of my executives from all corners of the world and every morning without fail if they're on they'll say I tell them our numbers so I say this is how many we signed up yesterday in my levels one to six it only is your levels one to six so if you've got below six it doesn't include that Every day I update them and I say, this is how many we signed up yesterday, well done. And then I then monitor the recruiting rate to see the percentage of them that are actually doing something. And these are the key performance indicators to your business, KPIs. You will have heard that if you work in an office, you will have heard that if you work in a call center. This is why you have something called KPIs. These tools are so important for you to understand where your business is, he is heading. Now let's take the scenario of, great, so my recruiting rate is bad. I know that. I can see that. I'm not talking about myself personally. I'm just giving an example, okay? My team's recruiting rate is bad, but how do I change it? They're unmotivated. They're not doing anything. They're not working, you know, the business. They're not recruiting people. So I don't understand what I can do. I was in a very similar situation this time last year. My business had declined and I felt that I didn't have many people. I still had some. I didn't have many people in my organization that were like me, that were 100% committed and that were recruiting on a daily basis like I was. And also my key, key, key person 
um, was going through a really rough time personally and actually taking three months off the business. So I actually felt even more on my own, like my key person that gives me a run for their money is not even actively doing the business at the moment. So it's legitimately just me. That, what I want you to think about, I know there's so many people on here that will relate to that. Let me tell you right now, that is not a bad situation to be in. It's actually a very good situation to be in. And here's why. Because you can literally act like people don't exist. And take what I'm saying with a massive pinch of salt here. If you have, say, 20 executives in your organisation, okay, or even 10 or 5, and you just feel like there's not really any of them that are giving you that pizzazz, which, by the way, is totally normal. I have had that situation where I've had X amount of executives and I just feel like I'm not getting any energy from them. They know what they're doing. They've got all the tools out there to be able to build their business. They've got these trainings. They've got their events. They've got to executives. So they know how to do the business of some sort. They know they can reach out to you for advice and support whenever they need it. But ultimately, on a day-to-day -day business, if you feel like you do not have anyone in your team that's remotely contributing to your recruiting rate which is why it's low you have the power so you have the power to change it so when I was in that position last year I took that power myself and I changed it so what did I do I became the person that I wanted in my organization so rather than hoping and praying and wishing and using all of these swear words that don't exist and shouldn't be in the dictionary because they actually don't have a definite meaning all of these maybes and hopefuls and tries rather than actually doing that and saying and doing all of this law of attraction um and all of that stuff that's all great but the law of action is more important okay so rather than hoping and praying and trying and all of that stuff that someone is going to fall from the sky and fall in my lap and they're going to hit blue diamond in a month and it's all going to turn around rather than actually waiting for that I just went and made it happen myself. So I became that person that I was looking for, that perfect business partner that I wrote down and I read to myself morning and night. I became her. I became that person. I became regimented. I became strict with myself. I gave myself a routine. I gave myself my non-negotiables. So what am I going to do every day, whether I'm dead or alive? I gave myself my process. What is my recruiting process? I became clear in that recruiting process and I didn't deviate from that. One mistake I've made in my new skin career is that I constantly change what I'm doing because I convince myself it doesn't work. And that is not the case. You cannot say the right thing to the wrong person. I could send some of the business presentation in Swahili. They don't know what it is I am meant to say or do. The fact of the matter is, it's the action of doing it every single day and sticking to your non-negotiables. That is the important part. So I became the person that I was looking for. And then what happened? I became the person I was looking for. That person entered my business. That person motivated another person that was in my business. And this is the key point as well. Up until a year ago, I didn't even have an executive WhatsApp chat, okay? And why didn't I have one? This is me being so honest right now, like literally. I hope you all don't think less of me. The reason why I didn't have one was because I didn't feel like I had the right energy in my team to make one. And I knew that if I had my own executive WhatsApp chat, it was just going to be me, yep, 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 in there, and no one was going to be responding. And some of you may know, my partner Ricky was involved in the business uh, this time last year, and he was the one that convinced me to make the executive WhatsApp chat. He said, make this chat because you need to communicate with your executives, regardless if you feel like you haven't got the energy right now. It's really important and I think it's gonna stem something for you and I was like okay I'll do it previously I had just a frontlines chat with um 
just my frontline execs and then my blue diamond had her own executive chat that i was in but she took control of that and then there would be kind of executives lying about in different lines that didn't really have the chat so it was important to make the chat so i made the chat and what happened was that people give each other energy that you don't even know about so there was a girl in my organization that was a provisional executive and had been lying low for the last two years was not doing the business was not doing any non-negotiables was not doing any daily habits she was literally doing nothing she was a provisional executive in july 2018 about to fall off the business altogether and then i put her in that whatsapp chat because i include provisional executives because at the end of the day they're still execs and they deserve to be in there i believe you don't just cast them off and if i'd casted this person off oh my god anyway she became motivated by what was going on in the chat and there wasn't even that much going on in the chat it was me breathing fire into that chat i was the leader of it i was the person okay that i wanted to see in that chat i was writing in there what i was doing i was telling people what i was doing every day i was telling them when i was having a good day telling them when i was having a bad day i was telling them but i was also showing them okay so but also the most important part of that was i was the one bringing the new executives into the chat i was showing my team that i was walking the walk and talking the talk i was showing them that i was bringing people into the chat and the reason why is because they then saw oh Perry's not messing about she's still doing the business on a daily basis and she's still obviously doing well and bringing great people in that then got me that one person who then came into the chat and was like a whirlwind she's so knowledgeable like she's so amazing her energy is just so great she would voice note in there and people would just absolutely love her but what she did is she gave people hope she and I hate that word but I use it very lightly she gave people hope that you can still come into new skin and have amazing success. And I think people forget that there is 6 billion people on the planet. 2 billion of them are on social media. We're in 50 countries. People think, oh, it's dead in the water. Babe, we ain't even started. And if you think it's dead in the water, that's fine. Go and join a little company over there that you think is a new startup and is going to make you a millionaire. Because probably it's not even going to be going in a year. But new skin stands the test of time. They've been going for 35 years years and they will still be going in another 35 years Carew Bannister said something in London that made me cry she said the most thing that she loves about this company is that it will outlive her and it will outlive her children and it will outlive her grandchildren and when she said that I was like shivers down my spine oh my god that is the truest statement I have ever heard like you you can literally like this you can pass this business on to your children and their children and their children like you can't do that with every other network marketing company that comes up don't ever be attracted by the shiny magpie because i promise you it doesn't always work that way so the executive chat okay the executive chat i've gone on way too long by the way but there's 100 people on so i feel like we're okay um the executive chat this girl inspired this girl if you have done some sort of recruiting where you have a good number of people in your team okay whether you're just an exec or maybe you're a blue diamond i promise you there will be somebody in your organization at some point that can explode without you knowing and a lot of people say how do i grow a business in another country and they say it to me especially because they know um like that i have business in another country they say how do you grow a business in another country and i said honestly 
I did nothing. I literally did nothing to grow my business in another country. Somebody was already in my team that was in another country. And it was just a matter of time before that person got motivated, not even by me, she got motivated by somebody else. And that person motivated her to do something. I wasn't actively recruited in other countries. I've always st stuck with my recruiting in the UK. It just happened that way. And if you've had a big recruiting spree before and you've recruited people in other countries, this is what happens. So that executive chat was really the start of something really special for me. Like really, really, really special. So now that executive chat is so important. And what is it about? What is that executive chat about? Of course, it's about lifting each other up. Of course, it's about motivating each other, complimenting each other, making people feel good about themselves, sharing funny moments. You know, I share little pictures of me and you know, we're, we're maybe a bit weird in there, I don't know. But the most important thing that executive chat is about recruitment. We share every single day in that chat, okay, what numbers we're doing. And I'll sometimes say, okay, guys, where are we at? Where are we at? That's all I'll say. And what someone will say, right, I've done 50 new messages, 20 follow-ups, I've got out three links, I've got one signing up, and everybody will just share what it is that they've done. Two reasons why that really works works. Number one, if you're not pulling your weight, you quickly see what you need to do to get back on it. Number two, it motivates everybody in there to get on a level. And we we sometimes do other little cool things as well. So we do things like I say before I go to bed, right guys, when we wake up in the morning, I want you to share your favorite quote in here, or I want you to share three goals for the day, or I want you to share your gratitude, whatever it might be. Okay. Because that gets people started for the day. And because I have team in other countries, when I wake up in the morning, that chat is already buzzing before I've even checked it. Like I'm going through like 100 messages, seeing what everyone's talking about. That's because I've got people in my team that are doing the work, whether I'm there or not. And that is the end goal. And the end, end, end goal, just to finish off, is if you were to step away from new skin today, if you were to go and join another company, say you were going to go and join one of them startup companies that promise you the world, would your team say you were crazy and stay with new skin or would they follow you? That is a real key indicator 